everybody. Welcome back to Baseball Connection. I'm just going to jump right into it, get into the action that we saw in the most recent games. And I will start in the Midwest. Wait, is this even the Midwest? Are the St. Louis Cardinals and Kansas City Royals considered? I think, yeah, that's considered the Midwest, Missouri, technically. So, yeah, we'll start there. The Cardinals beat up on the Royals by a score of 10-0, but a couple of things happened in this game which are catching headlines. And I will start with the pitching. So Adam Wainwright was lights out. He was absolutely lights out in this outing. And he has been pitching for the Cardinals for a long time, as we all know. He's, he's an older guy, but this win that he got was number 202 with him and Yadi Molina as a starting battery. That is the most team wins as a starting battery in MLB history. Yadi Molina and Adam Wainwright ties him for first all time with Warren Spahn and Del Crandall, who were part of 202 wins from 1949 to 1963. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a record and that's huge. You have these guys who are playing for the only team they've ever known, the St. Louis Cardinals. And somehow, at least on definitely on Wainwright's part, he doesn't seem to be slowing down. He hasn't announced that this is going to be his final year, although Molina has. Molina will be retiring at the end of the season. But Wainwright, just every year, continues to churn out great performances. So yesterday, he was seven shutout innings with two punchouts. Obviously, relied on that gold glove defense behind him. But he was phenomenal. Yadi Molina was was back there doing the catching and doing his thing. And yeah, just want to talk about that because 202 wins, most all-time for a battery. Wayno and Yadi have been doing it for a long time now, for you know the better part of two decades. Else, you know, other other developments in that game, Nolan Arenado hit his seventh homer of the season. Tyler O'Neill hit his second of the season. O'Neill is trying to turn it around after a bit of a slow start. I think he's going to be just fine. He had a phenomenal year in 2021. I think he's going to be just fine. But on the Royal side of things, they just didn't hit. There are some guys, you know, who have a lot of question marks for Kansas City, guys who are not hitting and people are starting to ask questions. Salvador Perez all of a sudden is not hitting so far this year. Over four with three strikeouts yesterday, dropping his OPS to 589. Whit Merrifield, we're not really seeing it from him this year. He's got a three. Wow, is that? Wow, am I really reading that correctly? He has a 381 OPS. I mean, that's that's shocking. That's shocking, right? Because you know there are guys who have a higher on base percentage than Whit Merrifield, and this OPS is on base percentage plus slugging. So the Royals aren't hitting very well this year. And they they showed that on Wednesday afternoon during those games. Speaking of Wednesday afternoon games, let's head over to Houston where Verlander took the bump. So we talked about Wainwright, a veteran guy who just continues to churn along. Verlander is just like that as well. Six and two thirds with two earned runs against the Mariners and the Astros won comfortably by a score by a score of seven two. I will say I have been keeping an eye on this Seattle Mariner outfield. Looks like it looks like uh, Kyle Lewis will be getting his job back pretty soon because they do need help. Jared Kelnick looks lost at the plate right now. He's still only 21 years old, so it's not 
you know, he's 22 years old, but it's not, so it's not all a problem. He has time to bounce back and develop, but in the short time he's been in the major leagues, that's 117 games up to this point. He hasn't, he hasn't hit enough and he's, he's struck out a whole lot and that's been a bit of a problem for him. He crushes minor league pitching whenever they send him down, but it looks like they're about to send him down again because Kyle Lewis is on a rehab assignment at AAA and he should be back very soon. And I think we can imagine Lewis will be taking over the outfield spot as soon as he gets back with Kelnick being sent back down. That's just, that's just the reality. But looking at that Mariners offense also, there isn't much going on with them too. A lot of guys are struggling there too. Astros are hitting pretty well. Um, they're, they're hitting pretty well. They're doing their thing and they won yesterday, but it was largely because of pitching with Justin Verlander leading the way. Let's head over to Miami. The D-backs and Marlins played. So I didn't mention this the other day, but there was a matchup between Zach Gallen and Jazz Chisholm. So these two guys were traded for each other a couple years ago. This was Zach Gallen's rookie year, had a great rookie year with the Marlins. And all of a sudden that offseason, they traded him to Arizona. It was a big head scratcher to many of us, myself included, saying, why would you trade such a good pitcher? Well, it was because they, they believed in Jazz Chisholm. Chisholm was in the minors at the time, shortstop at double A, I believe. And they believed in him. And as we can see, Chisholm is now in the big leagues. And we see why the Marlins were so interested in him. Well, they faced off. And uh, I, I think um, Zach Gallen got the best of Chisholm at the time. But Chisholm does have really good numbers on the year, if we're looking at it. But I should have covered that when it did happen the other day. But... On Wednesday, the D-backs beat the Marlins 8-7. to Jazz Chisholm was 2-for-3 and raising his average to a 329 with a 1037 OPS. So I think both teams are very happy with that trade. Both teams are, are getting great production out of each guy that they chose, and it's it's a win-win. Each team can can be happy with the decision they made. Couple double headers on Wednesday. The Pirates and Tigers split a doubleheader. The Padres and Indians split a doubleheader. You know, teams making up for, for weather and stuff like that. The Blue Jays snapped the Yankees' win streak. So we've been talking about the Yankees winning everything. The Blue Jays snapped it on a, on a close one. This was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. delivering the play of the game. And he did it not with his bat, but with his glove. Well, with, with his legs too, he he stretched to on a on a low throw that skipped across the infield grass, nearly into the splits, kind of like a goalie, and he made the catch, secured the ball for the final out of the game, and it was a two-one Blue Jays victory, and that not only prevented Toronto from being swept at home by the Yankees, but you know it, it obviously brought New York's win streak to an end. Matt Chapman drilled a solo homer. Vlad Guerrero, RBI single, those are all the runs they would need. But yeah, Yankees have been running through everyone, so it's it's good for the Blue Jays to to be the team to snap that streak because it's going to be a tight division when you can gain ground in the division by defe- defeating a, a a division rival head-to-head. You know, that's that's the best thing you can do. Speaking of rivals, we had Giants and Dodgers playing in LA. Dodgers won pretty convincingly. 9-1 was a final score. Just, 
yeah, it was kind of a beatdown. They they jumped all over everyone in that San Francisco pitching staff, Alex Wood and everyone that came after him. Mookie Betts and Max Muncie each went deep. And then, you know, the pitching was great for L.A. They look vintage. Nothing nothing crazy uh, else to say. This is the, the Dodger team that we know. They're going to be really good. They're going to be really deep. And that's that. So those are our updates for now. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.